0: Nebraska News Service. Hello, Nebraskans. I'm your host, Natalie Science, and welcome back for the third episode of Unhoused: Nebraskans Facing Evictions During COVID-19. For this episode, I spoke to advocates and leaders of local and statewide organizations that have been offering services and resources to tenants facing eviction or housing insecurity during this pandemic. Housing insecurity in Nebraska has brought the attention of many individuals and organizations across the state, but the one individual that decided to help with the issue is Sean Reba, the executive director of South Downtown Community Development Organization and co-founder of Speak Up for Housing Rights in Lincoln. REBA connected with Matthew Kavanaugh, the executive director of the Nebraska Housing Developers Association, and they founded Speak Up as a way to bring together Lincoln organizations focused on helping with housing and security by providing services and resources.
1: So we had invited about 20 different organizations to the table, and we started planning uh, what this would look like if we were to bring this evicted exhibit to town, what are some other things that we could do to work together, make an impact around, you know, policy-related matters? Is there a way that we can work together to in- increase public awareness around housing issues? And also, you know, education. Like, we, you know, we're hoping that maybe there's an opportunity for us to offer more education.
0: Reba City came up with the idea of creating this initiative after reading Matthew Desmond's book, Evicted, and learning about an art exhibit focused on educating Americans about the housing crisis in the U.S. He said he realized the connection and impact Desmond's book and this art exhibit could offer to Nebraskans and decided to bring the exhibit to Nebraska. We want to plug people
1: in if they're interested and if they're excited. They're moved by the exhibit and all the different activities that we have planned for the next six months. We want to make sure that we're plugging them in and clearly identifying ways in which they can get involved to make a difference.
0: However, Reba and Kavanaugh didn't know the impact this initiative would have during the pandemic. Just like everyone else, they didn't imagine COVID-19 would hit the state and impact evictions and Nebraska tenants as much as it did.
1: With the leadership of other groups, we just came together and said, hey, we need to create some sort of a program here that offers right to counsel or counsel at eviction court because we were seeing people just being evicted left and right. 90% of the people who were being evicted did not have any sort of legal counsel, and they were just being moved through the court rubber stamped, just moving right through, everybody getting evicted left and right. Since that time, it's the program, I think it's Tenant Tenant Advocacy Project. It's a handful of different groups that are offering, mostly it's volunteers who are offering legal counsel at the eviction court.
0: Other local and statewide organizations, such as the Nebraska Appleseed and Civic Nebraska and Legal Aid are also helping with this housing initiative. Reba said the help of volunteer attorneys at Legal Aid the Tenants Assistance Project and UNL's College of Law Civil Clinic are a huge help to tenants facing eviction court. I
1: think we're seeing a reverse. As I said, 9 nine out of 10 people were being evicted before because they didn't have counsel present. Now I think we've flipped the the uh, script, if Folks are showing up to the eviction court and they have legal counsel. We're seeing at least eight or nine out of 10 people are staying housed for the time being.
0: Reba said the purpose of Speak Up for Housing Rights serving as an umbrella organization is truly fulfilling its goal of creating a call to action and getting the attention of state leaders and activists. I think what it has done is it has
1: magnified and almost elevated and has made a stronger case for the importance of focusing on housing rights and housing access. And I think what it's done is it's really strengthened collaborations. I think it's energized and it's kind of inspired groups to come to the table, to to work together, to find solutions. I also think that it has forced this issue, the housing issue and eviction, it's really kind of forced it into the the, the spotlight, and it's going to make it very difficult for folks to ignore it. So I think in a way, it has really created an opportunity for us to advance housing policy and housing initiatives.
0: Despite the wonderful work all of the organizations in Speak Up for Housing Rights have done, Reba is aware that the pandemic is not over and the state's housing insecurity will not end soon. Yet, the motivation to solve the housing crisis in Nebraska is still there.
1: Here in Lincoln, we're very, very fortunate to have resources that we do have and the wonderful organizations and people, parts of those organizations and their leadership. We are very fortunate to have a web, a network of various different supports. And I also think that what I'm most excited about, what I've seen, is that there is a drive and a willingness and an openness to collaborate and work together.
0: Matthew Cavanaugh, the co-founder of Speak Up for Housing Rights and executive director of the Nebraska Housing Developers Association, is incorporating its services to the Speak Up initiative. Its mission is to provide affordable housing to Nebraskans through policy and advocacy work. This advocacy work includes a rental assistance program That provides financial help to tenants. But since the pandemic struck the state and eviction rates increased, the Developers Association's role has switched to administering CARES Act funds to tenants and individuals needing rental assistance.
2: We're administering $150,000 of public money uh, through that grant and another $150,000 philanthropic uh, dollars that we're administering direct, directly to renters and homeowners in Nebraska to help them keep up on their housing costs. We're one of several entities across the state. Um, so there are different sources of funding. There's There's been a, a number of sources of funding allocated to try to support housing costs, and, and they're all being administered by different agencies. So. There are other nonprofits and local governments that are also giving out funds for these same reasons. We're all doing it a little bit differently and targeting different populations all towards the same goal to prevent eviction, keep people
0: housed. Kevin said the Developers Association is advocating for Congress to include $100 billion in the next coronavirus relief package and to implement a nationwide eviction moratorium that will keep all tenants housed despite their situation. Kavanaugh said the only problem at hand is convincing Nebraska representatives to realize the need for additional housing assistance.
2: It's huge. It is, it's overwhelming. The need is. We, it's hard to, to overstate how challenging it is for Nebraska renters right now to make ends meet. And make their housing payments. So you can, there's a lot of different ways to evaluate it and look at it. But what we do know is that unemployment is at record historic highs in the state. There is a study from Yes, the Aspen Institute of Financial Security and they have looked at state by state data that was collected by, by the Census Bureau and they evaluate that in Nebraska as many as 43% of renter households are potentially at risk of eviction for non-payment of rent. So that, that is, uh, Pretty dramatic number. It, it, it's as high, some estimates, to 28% of Nebraska households, uh, renter households. So between a quarter and a third of renters may be at risk of eviction.
0: By mid-September, the Developers Association had helped 21 households with financial assistance within one week. Kavanaugh said over a hundred applications for financial help had been received in that week. These applications were for rental and mortgage payment assistance
2: the thing about the cares act funding that's important to understand is that we're not able to solve the housing problem with this fund. we are only able to help people essentially back to the position that they were before the coronavirus so we're only supposed to alleviate the economic woes that they that they are enduring because of the coronavirus so in nebraska there are in the best of times there are tens of thousands of households who are uh, that overwhelmed by the cost of their rent and mortgage, and these people are living um, on the margins and at risk of eviction, even in the best of times. But something when the, when the coronavirus happens, that spreads dramatically into new territories and in, in, um, in new households and people who are not used to being on on the edge of uh, of poverty or, or housing, losing their housing are now starting to experience
0: it. Just like Speak Up for Housing Rights, the metro area Continuum of Care for the Homeless serves a similar purpose, bringing together agencies that provided the services to individuals in need. Randy McCoy, the executive director of Continuum of Care, said the Housing problem Solving Project within this organization is focused on helping the homeless or people in risk of becoming homeless through federal funds and other services. This project works alongside the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and the U.S. Interagency Council on Homelessness.
3: Our goal uh, is being a collective impact nonprofit uh, to really bring together all the agencies that do provide services um, to build a system uh, so that people can receive services uh, in an effective manner to identify gaps in services uh, or 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 just resources in the community to help uh, identify potential partners and, and ways to fill those gaps. Uh, and then as as part of that HUD continuum of care process, um, we are the conduit uh, for applications for HUD funding, uh, coordination and consultation with other jurisdictions like the City of Omaha, uh, for other pots of federal funding, and really just kind of Trying to build an effective community response to help end homelessness,
0: which has certainly shown an increased need in services since the project start date in April of 2020.
3: Food pantries, for example, um, are are seeing a huge uptake or uptick in in requests for food assistance. Um, of course, rent, mortgage, utility assistance uh, is 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 huge. Um, and, and so that's affecting lots of different organizations in, in lots of different ways, whether they provide uh, rent mortgage assistance, whether they provide food, um, whether they provide uh, different services. For homeless serving agencies specifically, it, it's brought on a whole new wave of, of things to deal with. So uh, emergency shelters, for example, places where people would stay um, who are, are experiencing literal homelessness, They have had to figure out new ways of um, cleaning and keeping the facilities, you know, uh, safe and. and Germ-free, basically, um, new ways to, to social distance and get people to uh, wear masks, take safety precautions. Um, really, try to prevent an outbreak within their facilities.
0: For this reason, McCoy said the housing problem-solving project is working tirelessly to keep people housed as a way to prevent the spread of the virus. We
3: work with about twenty different partner agencies throughout uh, Douglas, R. B. and Pottawatomie counties um, in providing that, and as of now. Uh, we're probably we've probably served, uh, I'd say between 3,500 and 4,000 households, and dispersed about four million dollars in in rent and mortgage assistance to folks to try to keep them housed during the pandemic. So it it is it has helped keep the numbers down in shelters and and help keep that demand down, which you know it w- uh, really was was an attempt to take some of the pressure off of shelters, given kind of redesigning what they do to provide. Uh, safety uh, for all the folks that are that are staying there, need to stay there, and keeping the numbers at a, at a manageable level to allow for social distancing, better cleaning, and things like that.
0: McCoy said Nebraska's housing crisis was already a motivation to start the project, but the pandemic forced the project to start sooner than expected.
3: We were fortunate. We were um, getting ready to launch the project in 2020 anyway had done most of the fundraising. Had, we're starting to build uh, the policies, the procedures, getting all the partners on board with it and everything. Um, but because of the pandemic, it really took a, a big shift uh, really into eviction prevention as, a, as opposed to uh, preventing folks from having to go into a shelter directly. Um, and so it's, it's that, that, that piece where um, just because you lose your apartment today doesn't necessarily mean you're going to go to a homeless shelter tonight.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unhoused. I'm your host, Natalie Science with Unhoused, Nebraskans facing evictions during COVID-19.